Uh, welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can get all the information on the podcast at do not listen to this podcast.com. When you support the podcast, 50% of your donations go to feed stray cats and dogs. And the other 50% goes to cover the cost of the podcast. Uh, there's also other stuff for you at do not listen to this podcast.com. Glad to have another guest. And the good news about this guest is I don't know him at all, and I'm meeting him for the first time. So introduce yourself. Hi there. Uh, my name is Phil Reardon. Um, I live in central Illinois. Um, I have uh, come from the uh, music products industry primarily. I worked there for the past 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was my position was eliminated in April of 2020. So I've been right. looking for something new ever since. Well, this is great because uh, I wanted to do a series of um, five interviews with people looking for jobs uh, because of the pandemic in the age groups of 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, and you are representing the 30s. Uh, That's right. So let's just talk about a little bit about what was going on with life before COVID hit and then when COVID hit and what it did to your, you know, your whole outlook of, of, uh, of job and job search. Mm-hmm. So before COVID hit, like I said, I was, I was working in the music products industry. I was a territory uh, sales representative for a musical instrument manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had spent pretty much the whole, uh, 10 years of my career working on the music product side of things, uh, specializing in band and orchestra instruments. So really niche market. So you've been working uh, for them since you were 23? No, well, I've been 20? working not for that company, but for that. In that, in that, that, in that industry. industry. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So I worked for a retailer uh, for seven years and kind of worked my way through the ranks there. Okay. And then I moved on to one of their suppliers in 2017. Great. And um, so COVID hit and the music industry got wiped out. Yeah. And, and especially on the product side, a lot of what I did since it was focused on band or orchestral instruments is right. very tied to what's happening in school. Yeah. So the schools are yeah. down. The, so nobody's buying. And, and mm-hmm. as always, what happens in a crisis, um, the arts are the first to get whacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So you, you probably went from a lot, the company probably went from a lot of buyers to low or no buyers. Um, yeah, it was a really, it was a really big struggle for the industry as a whole. Um, okay. cause that's the time of year where a lot of music retailers are getting their inventory in stock to get ready for the fall season, which is their big push. Right. And so, okay. So then you start the job search thing and so what happened with that? What, what was the shift? Well, so in my position was eliminated in April um, and there was some restructuring and then I sort of hit the ground running right away. Um, I had a you're, few. Cause you're a sales guy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. This is what's uh, funny. I do want to, I do. I want to jump in and say this to a lot of my sales guy friends out there. I advise not hitting the ground running. <laughs> I advise, especially for the sales types, to just take uh, about 10 days off and feel it because it is awful. That's all. That's, I'm just, I, I might jump in a little bit here with unsolicited advice, by the way. So feel free to not take well, it ever. To that point, it has been approximately 7,680 days since April of 2020. So I did take my 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> Good. There you go. 
no, but I, the reason I, I moved relatively quickly, I did take a little bit of a break, is I did have a couple good opportunities in industry come up, but they didn't gotcha. end up panning out. They didn't for pan me. out. So, and, and that's, you know, it is what it is. And honestly, um, in some ways, I don't know, some of them were sort of contingent on what would happen when return to school was planned out. Sure. And I don't know had I had those opportunities actually been something substantial at the time, if they would still exist now. Correct. Um, so while I come from that side of the, or from the music industry, I'm actually, I'm looking outside to transition. Time for, time for something new. Well, yeah, not, only, it, not only music industry, but music industry attached to education. Mm-hmm. And that is a very niche thing. Yes. And so, it's, okay. Gotcha. It's not a really good time to be in the business of uh, selling things that people use their disposable income on to blow through with their mouth. Tell that, <laughs> tell that to personal branding experts um, <laughs> who love to sell personal branding during a pandemic. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I think that this is a very difficult time. It's a, so this is what's interesting. And, and I want to, you know, I, I'm not in my 30s anymore. It's been a long time since I've been in my 30s. What's it like looking for a job in your 30s when you're used to being employed? What's, what's the psychological makeup of it? What's the emotional? What's the highs and lows of it? Give me, give me a little bit of that. You know, it is a bit of a struggle. You, you know, you go through um, several moods, sometimes even in an hour when you're, you find mm-hmm. an opportunity that looks good. You're working on tailoring that application. You're trying to network with people in the company. Um, yeah, you're trying to you do get- everything right. Correct. You get some positive feedback and then for whatever reason, it doesn't pan out. And, and, you know, the whole in this six, six plus months, there've been a lot of oscillating feelings of, you know, really good focus also coupled with some struggling feelings of uselessness of trying to figure out how you can present a use case for yourself. So you're the, you're the first, you're the first person to bring this up and I'm I'm glad you did because I think it's important, right? I think that that feeling of uselessness, when that kicks in, it's so important to feel it and really see it for what it is, which is a lie. Mm -hmm. Nobody is useless. Everybody is useful. But, you know, as you know, because you're in it, right? You, You wake up and you do what, you know, would normally produce a result and it doesn't produce a result. there's enough of those days in a row where you start to doubt your activity. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing for people to remember is it's only going to take one person. Right. Uh, Your focus is on one, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like you're building a business and you need a bunch of clients, right? Um, As long as, you know, and I don't know what your buffer situation was like or is like, and I don't need to know, but I think that, it's really important for people to realize that they're not useless. So I'm glad you brought that up. Keep on going. Yeah. Well, and and, you know, the other thing you mentioned about a buffering, I don't have to go go into the full situation of what we're dealing with financially, but we are very fortunate that I have a long runway to kind of spend some time on this, but I can also understand that some people are not. Um, One of the things that I keep telling myself, especially when I get those feelings of uselessness, when results aren't happening is, is uh, this is not, I'm not the only person this is happening to. Um, If if anything, what I'm going through is probably more common now than it has been ever for anybody else. Yeah. This is, this is the thing that people are really, the the whole point of the, of these episodes within the, the podcast 
is to help people to understand. We all go through job searches at different times in our life. Mm-hmm. Some are, you know, of our own making, you know, and others are of outside issues. And this is an outside issue that's going to go on for a couple years. It's not going to go away in a day or two or a month or six mm-hmm. months. So right. it's not you. It is the situation. And it's so out of your control. You know what? What I always like to tell people, and again, I'm offering unsolicited advice for you and listeners out there, please don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't take it. But when I have been in those situations where I felt jammed up, right, I always tried to be of service to somebody else in some way, just help them, even if it was just listening. And in that process, I always found people that had a more difficult situation than I did, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, not to take pleasure in their misery. Cause I didn't. Right. No, but what it, what it always did for me was to say, yeah, it's, I'd rather that person get a job before I get a job. Cause they're in a, a, a worse situation than I am. And as I say to all my friends, I'm always good for a burrito. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you a burrito if you need one. <laughs> So, okay. So are you, are you thinking about maybe starting your own business or do, cause you do have that district manager type sales background, which is a great background for starting a business. Are you thinking of that at all? Or is that just too foreign of a concept or uh, what's, what's going on on that space? You know, that thought has been one that I've been rattling around quite a bit. Um, trying to figure out exactly what that looks like especially in these times is very interesting. Um, I haven't, I don't want to say I've ruled it out, but I haven't found an idea that really resonates well with me of something that like, this is something that I could grow and do quickly, but I'm not done soul searching on that yet. Okay, good. You see, Um, I see, I spent so much time working for and with small to mid-sized businesses that you like it, even though they were in a niche there, there's a lot to learn from that. Yeah, you like it. And it's I, a great, it's a great dynamic. It's a, it's a yes. Great. And in my skill, my jobs, while I was a sales guy, I was more of an account manager or a relationship manager. Um, I was dealing with pre-existing accounts and pr- doing sort of consultative selling and trying to right. grow existing rela- relationships. Because in our particular case, we sort of had uh, relationships with every company that we would want to from a distributor's standpoint. Well, you're just saying something that what what we do with our consulting clients, what what we've told them is, look, this this is going to take a lot longer than people realize to get from A to B, A being where we are now to B being on the other side of it. And uh, what you're talking about is customer service approach, Mm -hmm. which is really, really important, right? That relationship stuff. And we've told them straight out that, you know, they have to focus on marketing, customer service, and then sales. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's true for people looking for a job. You got to focus on marketing first and then customer service being when you get somebody on the phone to talk to, is it, is it a fit? Right. right. Because a lot of jobs, and this is the hardest thing for people to understand when they're in a job search and some people are going to just scream at the podcast right now. <laughs> If you take a job out of desperation, it will only get more desperate. No, I I hear that. And Um, it's hard when you're looking for work to have to turn down a job, but if it ain't the right thing, it ain't the right thing. Oh, and I've had plenty of not the right things come my way. 
Yeah. Any um, any scammers? Anybody trying to scam you? Haven't had any scammers, um, but I've been approached. Well, that's not true. If I have, I have a few that I think I filtered out uh, before. Okay. But there, there, you know, there's also a lot of people who are reaching out to me with high turnover burnout positions. Um, yeah, which are no good. No, I mean, I probably had every single insurance company and financial planning firm reach out to me probably in the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that we're the, you know, it's like, Hey, Bob, I think you're a great fit for our, our organization. <laughs> if they say that, just run away. Yeah. <laughs> st- it's, you're not a suit. You're not a great fit. There's no, it's either, you know, let, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. What are you looking for? What kind of work do you want to do? Forget about the industry, but what, what do you want to do? Who, who would you like to, what would you want somebody to hire you to do? So I am really looking to leverage my people skills and relationship management into some sort of an account managerial role with this, with maybe that's sales adjacent, whether that be, you know, sales enablement, uh, sales growth through an account manager, customer success, things like that. I've got 10 years of working with people under my belt, of building relationships, of building rapport with different businesses and different markets, some that compete with others, some that don't. Um, I spent some time doing process improvement at the small business that I worked at before. So I understand a lot about the internal processes of smaller businesses as well. So you really want to leverage those skills because frankly, those aren't things that you can just get a certification for that requires time. And I have that time under my belt. It's it's a very powerful point. And I guess the other thing, when was the last time, when was the last time you had to look for a job? How old were you? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've only, so when I took my last role in 2017, it was sort of an opportunity that came up, but I wasn't looking. So the last time I was truly looking for a job was in the wake of the 2008 recession. Hmm. So I'm only, you, were young, you were young then. How old were you then? I had just graduated from college in 2010. Yeah. You got to be that class. I feel sorry for everybody in that group. Um, I had a tutoring business at the time and I tutored mm-hmm. a lot of younger kids. So I wasn't worried about what the next, but I was really worried about the kids that had just graduated college and, and really had been robbed of a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the difference between that job search and this one? Well, quite a few things. Um, and and I, I don't even know if I can necessarily describe it all that well in some ways because I was so young and naive at sure. that point. Sure, but, you but what, what is different, right. But what is what is different from now and then is then it was just me. Now I have a family. Um I've got a wife, I've got three children. Um yeah, we that, were it's a different set of pressures, right? It is. And I, and they're young kids too. So it's I'm not waiting for them to you know go out on their own or anything. And as one like of my that. one of as one of my comedian friends likes to say in his stand-up no, these kids eat every day, three times a day. Only three? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a very different thing, right? It is. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, the one upside probably is that you're getting to spend more time with your family. Oh, absolutely. I was traveling so much with this last role that the time that we've gotten back has been a blessing. You know, it's, um, you, you hit something. I, we wrote about this when it started to happen and the initial shutdowns. And I said, you know, some people are going to be meeting their families for the first time. 
it's it's been really really nice in some ways because my youngest son is two years old oh wow there would be times where i would go away for a week and he would be a different person when i came back sure now i'm here alongside of that my older two are four and six so they're a little bit more stable in their personalities but i mean he's just changing so fast right right and the wife She's, she's, she's running staying? point. She's staying, she's, right? Yeah. Staying. And okay, she, good. Good. she's running point on school. Um, she has a background as a teacher. So she's, oh, she's great. taking that. But we were living a lifestyle since I was traveling so much that she was staying home with the kids. And, and frankly, sure. part of the reason we did that is because childcare costs are astronomical. Right. right. So. And so has she uh, gotten to, she's gotten to re-know you after this, uh, you know, after, you know, she. I, I think we've both gotten to re-know each other. That's great. Um, that's good. So, there so are, those are good things, man. Those, those are the things that are good. It really, there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that nothing good has come of this because the time has been a blessing. But it's also, it's been a really long time. It's a long time. Not, it, it's a long time. Know what's next? It's a long time, and you know, look, there's two groups of people. That you're in the first group, right? And mm-hmm. I have an interview coming up with somebody who's in the next group, which is people that had jobs up until just now. So you got another group of people that are, so you've got a lot of stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, that's kind of why I want to do these things so that people can reach it, you know, can understand they're not alone with these things. And there's different things by different generations. Mm-hmm. So what would, what message would you like to send to other people out there in their thirties looking for work? <laughs> well, um, that there's going to be a lot of disappointment when you're looking and, and you're not hearing back from anybody. Um, but I think it's also important to try and make sure you find who you are. And, and like we talked about, don't just settle for anything that comes through the door. Um, there's lots of, I don't want to say, I have to phrase this very carefully. It's okay. I would, I would rather take a job let's say working in a fast food restaurant, for example, right. We all know what that entails and things like that. Uh Then some of the, the really odd high burnout turnover positions that I've been approached with. Correct. I would rather take something that's hard on the body and, and, and tiring than something that's going to be toxic. Yeah. Uh, Is is I think what, what the, the point that I'm trying to make there. Um, I haven't because I have some, some, uh, my daughter's a high risk child, so I have to keep medically. I have to keep some things in mind as well, which makes if, my search. If you don't mind difficult. me asking, what's up with the, the daughter? She has a rare form of. It's technically classified as a juvenile arthritis, but it's oh, an wow. autoinflammatory condition so, 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 that affects yeah, yeah. So you have to be very every organ in her body. So yeah. we we have to keep her in a bubble, and and I have to be very careful about leaving the bubble. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and that was sort of a mentality that we had before there was a global pandemic. Sure, sure. So this you, just makes our, our measures already, a little more strict. You were already in tune to it. Well, it was a pleasure to get to know you. I really appreciate it. You reached out to me, so that was great. And yeah. I, I really appreciate that you did that. And um, thanks for coming on to the show. You're welcome.